we would like to welcome you back to part 7 of our current event and weekly Bible study for April 15, 2018. I'm hoping this will be the final part here. Okay. And um, we're going to finish this interview now with Dave Hodges and um, Paul Preston, who you haven't heard yet, and then Kathy Rubio. And Paul, Paul, or I'm sorry, Paul Martin is going to get into, uh, or at least I know he's going to start talking about this whole thing with Ivanka potentially being held hostage. So let's see what's going on there. Now, his show, Agenda 21 Radio, will air tomorrow morning, and I believe his start time is 6 a.m. You can check it out. He's also on Red State Talk Radio. That's who picks his show up. Also, they pick our show up here. Paul told me that uh, Melania is not wearing her wedding ring. Um it's been suggested to me by other people that Melania has, uh, not Melania, but uh, Ivanka has been held against her will. There's been a split between her and Kushner. And uh, if this is being manipulated in South America, and I'm going to talk about that in just a second, um, Kushner and Soros, because Kushner and Soros are two peas in a pod. They're business partners, close business partners. And, um, boy, it's hard to talk about decide a con- which way to go with. Let me just say this. Paul Preston told me last night. Talk about a conflict of interest. I mean, you know, George Soros totally bet with Jared Kushner, and and, and you know he's like the main guy that wants to destroy you, Trump. And you have Jared Kushner as one of your right-hand men. You let him marry your daughter? I mean, what's wrong with you? About midnight Pacific time, he said that Trump canceled his meeting because he got warnings of an assassination attempt that was coming from a group called the Shining Path. And the Shining Path is like the Sanchez Paredes. They coordinate Middle Eastern terrorist groups with logistical uh, military allies that are in Latin America, as well as the cartels. And they're one big happy family in what you and I talked about, Kathy, on our last appearance together in El Salvador and Honduras at these uh, Red Dawn, as I call them, training base camps for terrorists and paramilitary groups. That assassination was to take place Trump canceled his meeting. This is when Ivanka got into difficulty, according to the story. And in addition, um, this is when Trump, let's say, put it this way, was compromised. And Pence was also there. He was compromised. And he's been leveraged because of baggage in his background. And you and I talked about that off air this morning. And now he's making all the White House statements. And this is undeniable. Everyone agrees when I say that today. Who's making the statements? It ain't Trump. It's Pence. Wow. And Pence, and I covered this last year. Wow. This has been the, pot, the plot all along, Kathy. Pence took out a pack to run for president in 2020, and he did it last year. Yeah. This is not a new plot. This is something that's well, been in the works. Mr. Pence better be careful, because there are a lot of us that know about Mr. Pence. And Mrs. Pence. I don't trust me before I could throw him. So you might want to be a little careful, Mr. Pence. Well, if we're talking about tunnels under farms and discoveries and missing YouTube journalists who cover his nefarious misdeeds in these tunnels, huh. uh, yeah, Pence is not on the fence. I think it's safe to say that. And yet he acts like he's such a Boy Scout and so morally upright and stuff. And, and you know, it's like, why did you bring this guy in? Why did you have him be your VP? And then I was watching this thing last night on Joe Biden. Creepy, pedophilic Joe Biden. <clears throat> it's worse than you can even imagine with Joe Biden. And yet, Obama has him as his VP, but then you have Obama who's literally, I mean, a cross-dressing, flagrant bathhouse visiting they call him bathhouse barry there was literally a name on this bathhouse that he used to frequent in chicago when i believe he was like um i don't know if he was a community i think when he became a state a state senator he stopped openly going to those places but when he was a community organizer and there's there was literally a, a room in there named after him i'm not going to tell you the name it's kind of not appropriate but um well known he likes old white guys he's married to a man 
so I guess you know it's it's no it's no big stretch when you've got creepy Joe Biden who literally cannot keep his hands off any children at all, uh, but particularly little girls. I mean, he can't do it under any circumstance. He's so demon possessed that he cannot help himself at all. Any type of public photo op, he's got his hands all over the little girls, telling them how. Um, let's put it this way, how sexually aroused he is, whispering it in their ears. That's been caught on tape. I'm talking anywhere. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter as long as they're a child and to a teenager. He does the same thing with the grown women too. They say that like any detail that goes into his house to guard him because he's, he's at the naval, at the corner of the naval observatory when he was living there in, in the vice president's house, which I guess which is where Pence is right now, that they had to be very, very careful when the, na- like the Navy was guarding him because any woman naval officer, he would be all over them. And they literally had to just come up with all these excuses to get them out when Creepy Joe would come out. He, would, he was always, when his wife wasn't there, he was always walking around totally naked in the house he would go swimming naked the guy has no stinking shit he's been like this ever since college he even told his college buddies and it's it's a it's a link i'll be giving you um in the next newsletter i put out from the same zoo black guy the guy that um was one of the, the the tapes that we heard on the clinton thing that he's had this pedophilic pre pre predilection for ever since they can ever remember he was like that in college he's like he cannot control himself he underwent a surgical procedure i think he had some kind of tumor and they in the brain and they thought that it was going to cure his pedophilia and it, but it didn't didn't take because you can't surgery away pedophilic demon possession it's going to do nothing about the demons in you he can't help himself and they pick a slime bag like that to be vice president of the united States. but then again look at obama and Michael, I mean, this is the this is the insane world we're, that we're living in. And I think that actually he's calling more shots than we know of. Pence, because I've watched his face when he's standing behind Trump, and somehow he captures the audience and he gets the credit. And I'm watching him do it, and I'm thinking to myself, Trump, what are you doing? You know. Pence can't stand him. Come on. He's, he's been after Trump's job from the moment he got in there. I could have done a whole study on that, on Pence. He's no good. I understand. If if Trump has been compromised by them taking his family, I get that. Now, so I was working on something else this afternoon because if this, in fact, has happened, and I believe it has, then we have to have solutions. So can you imagine, he's got Mueller, um, which is connected with this new corrupt judge now that is basically kangaroo court, everything is on on advanced accelerated autopilot to get the show on the road, to make sure the prosecutors have all this inside uh, attorney-client privilege information. He's got that going on. He's got every devil in the world wanting him out of there and wanting him dead he's got the thing in syria even though he's playing ball it's just not good enough then there's a very there's a big potential that they've got his family held hostage and the bare minimum possibly ivanka he's got jared devil kushner with with friends like that who needs enemies he's got pence waiting just to totally step in there and and stab him in the back he's just totally surrounded by the most wicked devils you could imagine people so i got to thinking what kind of solution could we the people help mr trump and mrs trump with well it dawns on me that everyone in the congress who has voted against trump who has stood against trump we need to find out um who what companies they own and we need to start boycotting these companies. That's not going to work. Would be a good way, enough. good way to call attention to this as well. Yeah, I know, but that's 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 like a long term solution. That's a, 
that's not going to do anything in the short term, and no, people aren't going to do that anyway. Them right away, and we don't have to come. Up. I mean, I mean, enough people in enough numbers, and I just don't think that is going to do anything in the short term to to affect the outcome that we're looking at here. That's my opinion. I could be wrong, but I just I don't see how that could do much. You know, from our homes at this time. I do believe that time is coming. Yeah, it will. You know, I made a revelation where I felt like I got this word of knowledge that I'm going to have to leave for a while to protect someone I care about, but it's not in the immediate future. And um, you're right. Our battleground right now is right here, right now. And uh, too soon to flee, I think, too soon to go into hiding. Uh, but it is time to stand up. And Kathy, I'm going to tell you, one of the reasons, too, that um, – I decided to go full force with this, and I constructed that timeline and tried to draw conclusions, was I wasn't interested as much in being 100% right, because when you're dealing with a crisis like this in the beginning, there's always mistakes that get made, and you have to go back and make corrections. Right. But, Kathy, the reason I did it, and I'm going to be... It's fluid, meaning it, it could, things change. Monkey wrenches get thrown in to the righteous's plan, to, to the bad guy's plans. I mean, stuff doesn't... You know, hey, they wanted 1984... To be literal, the whole 1984 book, George Orwell. They wanted it to be in 1984. They were expecting that. It was written a long time before 1984. Well, obviously, they're not. Their timetables, you know, been pushed forward quite a bit, which is good. Just straight out honest, it is not safe to hold this knowledge in seclusion. Nope. And if you only got two or three people, and I was talking to you, and I was talking to Paul Preston and Paul Martin and Steve Quayle. Uh, that's not a big enough circle. This is why I had to go big and wide this morning because that was for the personal protection of myself and the people who are involved in gathering information on this. I don't think people realize how serious this is. In fact, Kathy, I don't know if you ever saw this movie, but I saw it a few years ago on the classic movie channel. It was a movie from the early 60s called The Seven Days in May in which top-level generals tried to steal a presidency to start a war. And we're living that movie, The Seven Days in May, right now as we speak. You know, there isn't any movie they haven't made that they didn't tell us the truth. Yeah, predictive programming. And, and that's part of the cabal's conditioning. That's part of their game. They have to come out with the truth. And we have to watch it and see where it's coming from. I was going over the Pet Goat 2 stuff again today. I got some more Okay, stuff. so that's the Pet Goat to the video and i've never got so much into those the animated weird cryptic illuminati type videos that have come out i've never got into that so much i just i can't i only have so many much many hours in a day if i were to get into all that stuff i i just i couldn't do it but that's what she's in reference to here out of there and i, I think yeah we're in some real deep doo-doo here well, this is um, 1941 and 1861 at the same time. I, I think we're facing both the outbreak of World War, no question about that, but also we're facing civil war because Paul and I had Paul Martin and I had this discussion this morning. So did Paul Preston good and I point. very early this morning. It's a good point. The military. We're, not we're basically on the brink of both civil war and world war. When world war goes off. That's going to be the signal for civil war, and then these these um, the invasion from um, Latin America, which is part of it. And then they've got you've got the Russian embedded troops, you've got the Chinese embedded troops that we talked about. You've got Black Lives Matter, you've got MS13 and all the gangs that'll be on that side. You've got the deep state people. You've got all these other factions on the side of wickedness and evil that will be going against the righteous. Uh, let me just pause this here real quick because I think there was something was said about that in the report I was going to read. Okay, to elaborate on the Red Dawn thing, on March 30th, and this is Dave Hodges, I received credible information from a high-level deep cover source who told me that two phases of a Red Dawn invasion force would would comprise a phase invasion force. comprise a two-phase invasion force, were going to be making their way north to the border. 
Now, this is why this is why Trump said, okay, we're going to put troops on the border. We're going to stop this. We know these people are coming, this type of stuff. And that, and then he threatened the Mexican government, and that made that break up quite a bit because he was threatening to sanction the Mexican government, who was basically the ones permitting it all to happen. And then he also made sure that the people were coming up here. They got a fr- I haven't heard much about that, so I'm... I'm I don't know how much military we have on the border at this point, but I think that went a long way to stopping that. And that was another reason they're going after him, because they do not want that. They want open borders. Look at what hap- what's happening in Europe right now, how that's just turning into like a third world you-know-what hole. And, and it's basically, they want to bring that to America. They know that that will destabilize America on a, on a gigantically huge level. And so it's very, very important for them to have open borders. Going for, forward, it said, as I previously previously reported, the first phase would consist of cementing the terrorist forces already embedded from the MS-13 incursions during the 2014 Central American immigration invasion. Phase two is reportedly the direct military invasion from Latin American forces following the breakout of war in Syria. So in other words, this was all pre-planned. And what Trump has been doing with wanting to guard the border and do that, that's going to throw a big monkey wrench into that. But phase two is reportedly the direct military invasion from Latin American forces, meaning literal military forces coming up from Mexico. Not just, you know, illegal aliens and MS-13 gangs. When is that going to happen? When the war, when war in Syria breaks out. So you can see how this is all tied together. At the time of my previous reports, I was not allowed to reveal the source of my information. I have subsequently been releasing this, been released from this obligation. I subsequently wrote articles detailing how Trump did dispatch troops to the border on April 5th of this year and threatened to cancel NAFTA and DACA over the 1,500 immigrants making their way to the border. Trump had credible information that this was happening, and this is why the border has been fortified. On April 8th, I approached Kathy Rubio, which is the lady you're hearing on the, on the show now, on the information I had received involving these paramilitary base camps to be used in a Red Dawn invasion. Remember, he said Red Dawn. Now, if you don't know what that means, the Red Dawn, there, there's a show called Red Dawn. If you don't know what that is, it was like... Um, I don't know, probably from like the 80s. And um, real famous show, but where basically Russia had come in. Uh, I remember Russia. It's been a long time since I've seen it. And I don't know if China might have been a faction. And they had basically come in and invaded the country. And, and, and it was like a red dawn. And, and the, like the people that were like the patriots had, had actually had to flee into the, the woods and stuff and try to have guerrilla warfare type type excursions to try to do damage to them whenever they could but that's uh that's what that's about i knew that kathy had firsthand information about these camps both from her personal observations and related family members after i explained the seriousness of the situation she agreed to come on the show for two hours and told everything that she knew um and i i must have missed that but so here is nbc's april 5th report reporting to dispatch troops to the U.S. border. So Trump's sending military troops to the U.S. border. Um, I'm just seeing if there's anything more pertinent here. And then, right when that was done, it's no secret to many that Trump is protected in large part by Marines because he, de- he does not fully trust the deep state elements of the Secret Service. In the week leading up to this decision to carry out the missile attack upon Syria... Several helicopters, including marine helicopters, have mysteriously crashed. And then, of course, there was a major plane crash that killed 257 people. But that was the one in Algeria, and I don't think that relates. But there were two different, on April 3rd and April 4th, on April 3rd, Marine Corps AV-8B Harrier crashed in Djibouti shortly after takeoff. And then on April 4th, Marine uh, Super Stallion CH-53E crashed near naval airfield in El Centro, killing four crewmen. Were these demonstration events designed to make Trump fall into line? How about the following 
event for a close-to-home demonstration event. And then you have the, the fire at Trump Tower. Many think the raid on Trump's private attorney was designed to gather information on Trump's business dealings in the Ukraine, and this would be used as political blackmail. And that's what we're seeing now with this new kangaroo court. He's under in this black-robed devil judge that is accelerating the whole process and is the one that performed George Soros' wedding. So you see how all this is tied together? I'm going to be all on board with this. I'm talking below the Pentagon level. In your field commander levels, you know, I mentioned to Paul Martin, I said, I, I kind of foresee people dying in their sleep, airplanes crashing, because there's going to be a power struggle in our military going on for the next few weeks. All right, before I came on air tonight, I got sent a picture of two... F and also pray for the good factions of our military, because there is a big part of the military that is behind Trump. It has been behind. I mean, Jerome Corsi came out and said that, you know, the, these generals had approached Trump like three years before he even ran and said, if you run, we will be behind you. And I don't think he's lying. I don't detect guile in his voice. It doesn't mean Trump's perfect. It doesn't mean he's not been compromised. But again, look at all the things that could be being done to him right now. Not only that, directed energy weapons and Kabbalistic witchcraft. So there's a lot more to this scenario than we probably know regarding trump so a lot of different things to pray about 35s flying around trump tower and they were russians not us interesting wow so i think um a little warning is going out what i think i'm not going to try to interpret that but i will tell you what i've come to the conclusion of putin knows there is a coup of some sort. Yeah. And Putin is trying to be patient. Um, he wanted to come to the White House. That was in the Russian media. Right. Their foreign minister talked about it publicly. He doesn't want to see the world go to the brink. No. He's not a globalist in the traditional traditional sense. I, I hope that you've been convinced of that with all the stuff I played in this teaching. You know. Um, that, I, I think, has been made abundantly clear. So he's being very patient, but his patience is going to get pushed. You may not know this. This is now all over the net. Paul Martin brought this to me about noon Pacific time today. 4,000 American soldiers training on the Syrian border. Snap military drill could spring right into action. Right. Yeah. Were you aware of that? Yes. Yeah. That's bad. Very, very bad. And I it's, don't know. I mean, we go from... We're going to pull out all the troops, and now we've got 4,000 on the border. We've fired rockets at them totally, you know, unprovoked, even though it was just made-up bogus chemical thing. So it's just, things have really taken a, a turn for the worse on a lot of levels. Um, I know that I've been told about our soldiers waiting in Kuwait, waiting for orders. They're in Kuwait and in Jordan. That would make sense. And what they're waiting for orders for, I believe, is Iran. Oh, well, that's the that's the last crown, the jewel in the crown. I believe they've got all the other countries that Dr. Wesley Clark, general doctor, talked about. And that was back in like 2007. They've got all the other countries. They've already put more radical regimes in there. They've always they're already destabilized. The, the last two remaining are Syria and Iran. Now, today, explain to me, Dave, why do we need Netanyahu to come on, uh, on a video today and talk to us about uh, helping Trump? What do we need him for? Netanyahu is a warmonger. Yeah. He's a criminal. He's a corrupt politician of the worst order. He's their version. I mean, I feel sorry for the Jewish people that have to put up with him. He's going to lead their nation to utter... See, this is why I don't like, like, oh, all Jews are evil. Like, no, 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 no. We're dealing with synagogue of Satan, the upper levels here. Let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater. God's not done with the Jews, okay? And, and so, and a lot of people believe that. Okay, so if you have any doubt about that, just read Romans 9 and 10. You know, God's not done with israel okay but again i'm i keep making the delineation between israel and the synagogue of satan okay because there's you know i'm i do not want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. 
destruction. Um, when this started to go down, there was, uh, let me think I put this, when we did the chemical weapons attack, while the speech was going on and I'm getting the usual phone calls from all the usual people, <clears throat> I'm telling them, I said, this isn't going to start the war. It's going to be what Netanyahu does next. And now there are reports out there that Netanyahu is attacking Syrians yes. uh, or Iranians inside of Syria. Yeah, I just I gave you the report. Just uh, it was the last of the one before that. Gave you that report. Our reports that the Syrians and ISIS are faking the attacks. I, but I think the truth is, is Israel is being aggressive. Yes, they are. And it's going to be Israel's actions that actually lead to World War III. In fact, I gave a scenario the night of the chemical weapons attack. Our response from us is that I believed Russia was thinking invasion of Iran. They're going to put tactical nukes in Iran, and that's going to prompt Netanyahu to attack Iran. I said, if you were to ask me to write the most likely scenario that I can think of at this moment in time, that's what it would be. Well, I know those who are Russian soldiers that were picked up last week on the borders of Canada and the USA. Well, we talked about it on this show. Yeah. Um, John Moore, ex-Green Beret, talk show host, highly decorated ex-Green Beret, I might add, sent me photos this afternoon of offloads of planes and ships in Panama, in the Panama Canal, which belongs to the Communist Chinese, which furthers my Red Dawn assertion that that is coming. We're militarizing the Panama Canal as we speak, Kathy. This is how serious this has gotten. So if the Chinese control that, that could be a jumping-off point for, for them to bring in troops that are going to move north, which will be, when the war kicks off with Syria, we'll have this invasion coming in from uh, Mexico. So, and it will be these Latin American teamed up with the Chinese and the gangs and, and this type of stuff. Well, and you, you're aware that China has built a, a new port in Nicaragua, right? Yes, yep, I am. So there you have another way in. They're getting closer and closer up our borders all the time here. Mm. But I also know that we have 11,000 of our troops stationed very close to that port. And they are watching, so... Trump knows what he's doing. I just hope that everything can... I hope that we can get him out of this. And I think by by um, boycotting these companies that these congressmen own and making sure they don't ever get back into office again, we can do it. Um, Listen, I'm all for that, but that's more the long game type of, type of scenario. The people here, here come the... You know, you're anti-Jewish. No, I'm not. Not in the least. <laughs> yeah. But I'm, I'm not pro-Israeli government. Right. They're dirty. Mossad's dirty. The, the, the chemical weapons attack, I'm going to go on the record and say it. I've been told it. I believe it. And also, the Russians actually did a video on this on March 17th, said this was coming. And they told you who was going to do it. CIA, rogue elements, and the Mossad did that chemical weapons attack. And it wasn't Assad. He had nothing to gain from it. I'd like to pin it on Assad. I'd like to think my leader is right. But uh, it's, it's... What I told it, you today, it, it, what else I was told today, and I've done a little checking, and I pulled out some articles, and they corroborate what I was told. And I was told by another source that... Um, Assad actually has been using the Christian thing in front of us, the ones we can see literally in front of us, and we can see that he appears to be protecting them. But in the same time, he's been working with other groups, taking out, um, and, and what this newspaper article said from over there was, it was uh, ISIS doing it. Yeah, I've heard that too. They've been killing villages of Christians. Kathy, yeah. we got to hold it right there. I want you to stay on with us, but we've got Paul Martin now. So, of, at, of course, uh, they're going to want to take out Assad. Let's go to northern Colorado. They're going to really want to take out Assad because he's protecting Christians. We can't have that. We, we need to be, kill as many of them as possible. That's, that's you know, and, and our government is behind that with, with NATO. 
out and welcome my friend Paul Martin from RevolutionRadio.org. Paul, my friend, uh, this is probably the wildest set of times that you and I've gone through together as colleagues. Yeah, that's putting it mildly. <laughs> okay, uh, Kathy and I have gone through. I've got Kathy Rubio. Uh, she's a real trooper, been through a lot medically, but she wants the truth out there. And she's come on, and uh, she wanted to stay on and hear what you had to say. Um, I don't think I don't think my wife called me this much, Paul, when we were just first dating, as you did me today. I don't know if that means I don't know if that means we got to get engaged or what. But uh, no, we go, around, we're going there, homeboy. Yeah, but you, I'll tell you what, your sweet little nothings in my ear gave me a lot to worry about today. Let's get down to it. Where are we at, Paul? What have you learned? Well, you know, there are legions of articles out there that Trump has done. And I should have known something cataclysmic was coming when my, when my East Coast source abruptly quit his job and went to his bug out position and he said, get ready for a revolution. East Coast, East Coast source. A lot of people aren't going to know what you mean by that. You're talking high-level intelligence, alphabet soup kind of status, not identifying anybody, and he abruptly quit. And so let's talk about what he told you. Well, he, he just said, get ready for a revolution. And uh, so I didn't – and that was all he said in click, which is usual for him. Uh, but, yeah, he has to drive 50 or 60 miles away from his domicile to, to call me. But uh, it, that should give me a, a little bit of a heads up on on what was coming. And then and, and we saw that, you know, Trump's going to remove the troops out of Syria. And then we had the, the false flag attack. And, and, uh, and evidently the latest news I've seen is that Macron, uh, that Rothschild banker, from France has convinced Trump, or somebody convinced Trump, to stay long term in Syria. And and I called you earlier and told you about the four thousand troops who are training uh, in uh, Jordan with the Jordan military. And then about thirty minutes after that, it's breaking that the Pentagon is preparing to go to war with China. Great. Oh, wonderful. And this is just not going to end well for us. People yeah, let's, in let's the United States of America. Oh. Yeah, let's do the China thing here. Let, you know, this is where my mind goes first. I could go multiple locations in the world. I mean, South China Sea, Korea, uh, the India Pakistan border. And, and they China. control the Panama Canal, you know, so that you've got that scenario, which you had just got into, which could be a jumping off point. So it's. I mean, if it truly is World War Three, not World War, okay, it's not just going to be potentially Russia. It would be Russia, China, Iran, most likely, and, and their allies against NATO and, and America and Canada, and you know. Uh, so <clears throat> that's what we could be facing. And has had a base inside Pakistan now for a while, but I think we got the clue today. What I mentioned earlier here in this segment with Kathy, that John Moore sent you and I photos of offloads of American military equipment at the Panama Canal Zone. Um, this is where we plan to meet the Chinese. At least, not least that would be my, my logical guess. What do you think? Well, you'll have to remember it was about two years ago that a friend of John's was in Mexico, and he ran into a guy that was telling him that there's three bases down here. It's full of hardware. It's, uh, the, there's no troops or anything there at this time. But there's, uh, there's maintenance people, you know, the trucks and the tanks and all the stuff down there. So as far as we know, there's, it's still, I wouldn't imagine they moved it. But, uh, if you go back to my friend Jack from, uh, lives out in Palm Springs, got a friend that owns a very, large construction company as long as and he's also got his own electrical company he was hired to work on a base up it's off, it's right off the columbia river near the pacific ocean and it's a huge monster warehouse and it's owned by the chinese and the guy went in there and he said there is 
an enormous amount of equipment in that building. But they made him leave his phone in his uh, in his car and they struck him down so he couldn't take any pictures. But Jackson only thirty thirty something years. So this is a standard operational procedure. I mean, for militarily, I mean they're pre-pos- pre-positioning their stuff, and then they'll launch at some point. We don't know what will um, start that. Uh, could be an economic collapse. You know, you remember that I told you I went to a party a couple summers ago, and I'm not really big on parties, but there was a guy that he wanted me to meet and kind of find out this guy's an IT tech contracting for the army so he talked for a few minutes and he kind of got over the side and this guy was livid he said all the software and the grid is chinese he said a couple of keystrokes were and we're dark so they've uh they've they've and, and that's typical chinese stuff you know they plan out stuff so i mean preparing for a grid down scenario would be something to um if you feel led you know uh, might be something you might want to think about of year, you know, decades ahead, and and so it, is it. Right now, we're surrounded today in more ways than one. Well, the uh, Chinese software in our grid is <clears throat> only part of the problem. I, I wrote about this. I jumped up and down between 2013 and 2016. I wrote several articles. I'm sure you recall on GridX. GridX was a simulated takedown, both EMP or cyber attack of our grid, and we let the Chinese and Russians participate in the drills. Obama invited them in and gave them the keys to the car to understand how to destroy our grid. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it, it, you've, you've got to prep. I mean, really now, because some, something goes bump in the night with the Chinese right now. Um, they'll just shut the electricity off. And as you just well, stated, they know very well how to do it multiple ways. And I'm sure that between Clinton, Bush, and the Obama terms that were in there, they made sure that that was going to be um, an actuality and very easy to do because they have, they've had all these crooked business dealings with China. And, I mean, just look at where, you know, most of our stinking goods come from. Uh, and all the land that's been sold to China, and there's just so many ways that we're financially linked with them at this point. I've done whole studies on it, so it's, yeah, it's not the greatest sounding scenario that we're facing here. I mean, with the amount of uh, foreign troops in this country, as well as you in, um, we're on a tight rope, buddy. The, um, I'll lay it out to what my best source said best military intel source, X, still connected. He told me that when we he first broached the Red Dawn subject with me on March 30th, and people need to go read that article on the commonsenseshow.com because um, I lay out the timeline real clearly here. On March 30th, he said, Dave, Red Dawn's in play. And he said, and I'm coming to you because you've written about it during the Central American invasion. You've done the links. You've talk to people at the Naval War College, you know. He said, I'm going to give it to you. And what he told me is that Red Dawn invasion not coming first. It's not like going to be the movie. It's going to be to send the troops out of the country to fight China, fight Russia, and different theaters of war. And we're going to be bare bones here in the country. And we're also going to be fighting terrorism. That'll be the first wave of Red Dawn. And then the second wave will bring in these Latin American countries that have deserted us and have joined with Russia and China. And that's why I wrote the article I did. I think it was Wednesday or Thursday. I published that, those alliances and what military hardware that Russia had given them, as well as China. And he said it'll be a secondary attack. But, Paul, this is what you're saying with this guy in uh, the Northwest with the Chinese equipment and this huge factory. Um, when the Bundy Ranch was attempted to be seized, um, it was Harry Reid's son who was paid $5 million dollars to let solar energy farms of the Chinese come on under Sinta and create solar energy farm on the Bundy's ranch. And I got real concerned because I found out Sinta was a front group for the Chinese Army, and they were in proximity to Nellis Air Force Base, something that we'd need for air cover in case of a Red Dawn invasion. It was on an interstate highway or near it. I think it was Highway 15, if I remember correctly. 
and they had rapid deployment. And then, uh-oh, I found the same thing down here in Arizona with Luke Air Force Base and the I-10, same kind of structure, leased to the Chinese by Arizona Public Service and Pinnacle West, its parent company. And then I discovered a month ago, before the Red Dawn revelation from my contact, that Davis Monthan Air Force Base, south of Tucson, same exact thing. Paul, we're getting set up to have our air cover taken down. And I believe what you're exposing here with this factory, it's a logistical and supply facility for Chinese incursion with their troops into our country once the air cover's down. Oh, absolutely. They, they've already got their gear here. You know, there's no telling what's in California, the Long Beach facility, just sitting on, you know, stacks and stacks and stacks of those uh, shipping cargo trailers. Uh, so, they, you know, the Chinese are doing just what they've always done, very patient, very um, uh, get it all done, make sure everything's in place, and and then do it. You know, they've got enough, they've probably got enough forces to put 25,000, I believe it was said, 25,000 troops in all 50 states and still have plenty of people left in China. Well, they're not going to occupy us in a traditional sense. And uh, I passed sixth grade math, and I know that from my math expertise of being a sixth grader. It takes one soldier to garrison 50 citizens. That's a standard uh, figure since the time of the Roman Empire. The problem is in America, though, Yamamoto said it best, that can't invade America because there's an American behind a blade of grass with a gun. So yep. we need a lot more than one in 50. So let's just do the math. Let's say we have 300 million people, okay? And you need how many people here to occupy America? The Chinese can't even do that. And so what they need to do is genocide. That's what's coming. There's no other answer. I mean, I'm not being dramatic here. They can't put enough troops in this country to fully occupy an armed nation. They know damn good and well they're not getting the guns. So, Paul, what other option do they have? And that leads us to what you've been telling me for three years and what my source from FEMA, who bugged out to a specialized location with other like-minded people in late 2012, he said, if they don't get American populism under control and we don't surrender, he said, if we resist, it's going to be biological and chemical agents. And you've been told the same thing by your high-level source, haven't you? Absolutely. That was four years ago. Yeah, my information they, came to know, me December 2012. Yeah. You may want to have gas masks with the NBC um, type of cartridge in them, nuclear biological chemical cartridge, um, <clears throat> just from that standpoint. Well, it's, well, it's, you know, it's an easy, it's just an easy fix for anybody that, you know, that wants to overtake an area. I mean, and, and and you can, you know, you can airlize this stuff, put it in a can, walk through the airport, <laughs> you know, JFK, Atlanta's huge, uh, Chicago O'Hare, uh, LAX, and I've, I've been to all those airports, and and, and just let put a 96-hour window on it. They can dial those things in any way they want to. Let everybody really get mixed up and breathing and sneezing and coughing in the airplanes and stuff like that. Ninety-six hours later, what was the name of that movie? Uh, Outbreak. 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 With Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. And they had, they had, they had for this particular bug, they had a, a map in the boardrooms showing how fast that that would spread across the United States. And it's this stuff's cheap to make. Why well, did the Avion flu presentation back in '06 uh, for that very reason? I, you know, the. Um, do you know where the biggest bioweapon lab in the world is? Is it Fort Detrick? Nope, it's Iran. When the wall came down and Russia disintegrated, you know, everybody was pretty much broke. So Iran just called in and said, hey, find all their bio guys. You got to come over out here. We'll pay you $50,000 a year and treat you like kings. Well, they went and they've been cooking soups up over there for over 20 years. And we have no idea what they've got. Uh, uh, the, the friend that I got this from is a university professor, and he knows a couple of Mossad guys and some IDF generals, and they were telling him outright, he said, this stuff's already in your country. 
Well, let's just go to your neck of the woods, Paul. We've done a number of broadcasts on this, uh, not so much shows here on the Common Sense Show, but we've done broadcasts on this over the last two years. Tell the listening audience about foreign troop presence in northern Colorado, where you're at, what you've seen, what your neighbors have seen. Oh, it's, they, they've been, you know, we've been talking about this for two years uh, with, the, uh, with the Russian troops here. And uh, they usually run... They like the big five stores, and, and uh, they like looking at the knife section and stuff like that. And they usually run in a herd of four or five, and they'll have an older handler with them. These are regular Russian troops. And uh, the Spetsnaz, um I've been seen all over the place. You know, they'll be talking Russian and then walk up at the subway and order a sandwich in perfect Nebraska English. So, you know, they shoot at my range. <laughs> Again, perfect Nebraska English with basically no no accent whatsoever, and that's why, like what we observed in Gatlinburg, it's they're they're learning the way that people behave, they're learning speech patterns, they're learning uh, how to blend in, and potentially that is going to be a big way they disarm people is acting like Americans and um, <clears throat> knowing our mannerisms and things of this nature. That it, it's just going to help them all the more when this potentially goes down. So, it's, yeah, it's, it's been... Let's it's, say that again. you got Russian soldiers that have been at your range, shooting range, shooting guns with bullets in northern Colorado. Yeah, a good friend of mine's a, uh, uh, armor, was an army armor, and he's got his own little group of guys, and they went out to the range to shoot. There these guys were talking to Russians. And uh, the they had their older handler, and then they had the the four young, you know, very well built young men, and and so they just started shooting. And one of the kids broke out a sniper rifle that he had never seen before, and uh, he was sitting close proximity to this guy, and he goes, "Oh, that's really nice." And he goes, "Would you, you know, would you like to shoot it?" And he goes, "Sure." And uh, he said it, it, at 300, you know, he was shooting five five shots he can cover up with a quarter. Whoa. And he'd never seen the ammo either. And uh, he said, <laughs> I 300 yards, he was shooting in the size of a quarter? Three football fields in the size of a, it was that accurate with special ammo he had never seen before. I'm not saying that to scare everybody, but that that is like mega mega ballistically impressive and remember the lord jesus christ is bigger than all of this that we're talking about not to say that america is not going to go down eventually um or this we not but we might not be facing this very soon but always keep your eyes fixed on the lord jesus christ never seen anybody shoot a handgun like this and he was telling he said boy you got to shoot a handgun pretty good you guys in the military and, and the older guy went no we're mechanical engineers and so, well, you guys shoot pretty damn good for mechanical engineers. Yeah, right. And, uh, they, you know, they've been, uh, uh, it was three years ago, a friend of mine was down in the Four Corners area, and uh, it was down by Durango. And uh, they were in uniform driving European-style motorcycles around, and, and him, his wife and daughter were looking at some shops, and he saw a deputy walk across the street, so he ran across the street, and he, he goes, Hey, deputy. He said, what are all these Russians doing here? And he goes, and he just rubbed his eyes in his head and just walked off. Didn't even say anything. Mm. So, with the Chinese, some of the people may not have heard John Probably told to keep his mouth shut. His daughter was up in Seattle looking for a puppy, and she found a man for a puppy she might like, so she went over to the lady's house. She rubbed and loved on the puppy, and, and she wanted... Told Asia, yeah, I'll take it. And she said, what do you do? And she goes, I'm a U.N. peacekeeper. So she got host to call John and said, told her, you know, what happened. And she said, Dad, I don't know what U.N. peacekeepers make, but there's no way they can afford that house. So they pro- they're, they're, they're probably, you know, buttonholing these people and, and how many, uh, you know, seized properties do we have in this nation? So, um, I mean, you know, the smoke, you've had sources telling about the Smoky Mountains, and, and we've seen all the, 
we've seen all the UN stuff on videos coming out of Georgia going north, and and uh, we, there's a there's a yard uh, property down in, in central nowhere out in the middle of nowhere Florida. You can probably look it up on YouTube where it looks about like a half a section of land, and it's full of white vehicles. So Hagerstown, uh, Maryland, too, same thing. Right in the factory, I published the pictures of it. Yeah. So, so in other words, they've prepositioned all their assets here. Um, that's been going on for years and years, for probably decades. I mean, they've got everything prepositioned they need. Yeah, this is going to be the red dawn. You know, Paul, I want to make this point here, too, before we run out of time and I don't get to make it. I'm not fear-mongering here. You've got 300 million people. You need one soldier per 50. Divide 50 into 300 million. You've got to have tens of millions of soldiers. No one can do that. When If no. the Red Dawn starts and we're losing... They're not going to be taken prisoners. Citizen reduction is part of the plan. This is why when Steve Quayle said tonight, and he was speaking more from a moral, spiritual perspective, but he may as well just been speaking from a physical perspective too. The time for sitting on the fence, it's not like the French. Here come the French troops. Oh, French flag. We, we. Now the population reduction also, if you can, Deagle, in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com, I've done whole studies on how they're projecting that in the next, I think, between now and 20, 2024, 2025, they're predicting like like an 85% population reduction. And this, they're, they're getting their information from the DOD, from all the highest level, so what they're admitting to, all the highest level, like, governmental military sources. And they're predicting an 85% basic reduction in in u.s population between now and like 2024 i think it is so that's that's literally you know we're, we're, we're talking like around six years now i'm not saying that's going to happen i'm not saying god can't intervene but this is what their plans are this is what their timetable is and, and i think that the reason they're going after trump so much is because he's thrown to a certain extent, a monkey wrench into their plans. Now he's going along with the game plan with Syria, and that gets if that gets us into World War III, just like they said, that's gonna that's gonna trigger most likely martial law. That's gonna trigger the, these troop movements coming up from Mexico. It's gonna trigger all the Chinese that are already here, all the Russians that are already here in underground bases. All they're all gonna probably go under the guise of, of UN blue hats, the light blue UN hats. Uh, they're going to put those on. They're going to leave their, like the Russians are going to leave their jobs at Gatlinburg or wherever other tourist place that they tend to work or blend in. Chinese will leave whatever they're doing. They've already got pre-positioned assets and they'll be working with the deep state uh, malevolent elements of our government in order to pull this off. And then it will be, you know, and then all the other wicked factions that are here against the basically righteous patriot type community, uh, which you know, is is the most highly armed uh, force on the planet. And I think also the good elements of our government that still exist. Now, I don't know how this is all going to play out. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, the scenario I just painted was kind of worst case scenario, especially then if you get into the use of, of releasing biological agents or, or infectious agents, like let's say some type of modified avian flu virus, um, where the vaccination will be what actually perpetuates it, and then they may uh, maybe like a binary agent where you know they're going to chemtrail this stuff out plus vaccinations plus who knows whatever. So I, I don't know how it's all going to play out, but um, a, a lot to be in prayer about. Hey, viva la France! Here come the Germans. Achtung, Sieg Heil! Here come the Americans. Oh, say can you see? It's not a matter of changing the flag outside your house. You're not going to be given the opportunity. And everybody I talk to in command, military, and intelligence positions tell me prisoners are a rare, rare thing. The roundups in the FEMA camps ain't going to be foreign in the beginning. It's going to be us getting rid of the dissidents. Want to comment on that, Paul? I was talking about 
Force Recon. Paul, Paul you got to reorient here because you're breaking up a little bit. Okay. Paul, you're still breaking up on me, buddy. Try to hold it here, Paul. I don't know if you can hear me or not. We got to try to hold it here because we're, we're getting about every tenth word. Okay, so yeah, I'm sorry this happened. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm really sorry this happened, Paul. But, uh, we were on a roll. We will do a broadcast. Um, that's if we're still broadcasting um, this week. I want to thank you for joining us, Paul. And uh, I'm going to flip back over to Kathy real quick. Um, Kathy. Yep, I'm here. You just heard you just heard two hysterical men. Yeah. Um, sound like we've absolutely lost our mind. But um, what's your reaction? Well, I mean, this is exactly what I've been reporting on for for years. You know, uh, regrettably, I have to report this, but that's what watchmen do. Typically, with what watchmen bring forth, it's not um, fun information to get into. To what Paul and I were saying. Here, I wanted to get this in before I hung up. We have to hold on to the faith that God put Trump in place. And if he did, he ain't taking them out. There is some other plan that's going to show up. But in the meantime, we have to do what we can. And I'm not talking about picking up guns. Not yet. I'm talking about boycotting, calling these people, letting them know you're not going to vote for them again. They're all done. We are the bosses. We are in charge. And we have to now take charge. And I think that's the main thing, is that we have to take charge. We have to know who we are in Jesus Christ, in such a way that Satan himself cannot take from us who we are. We have all authority and all power over these devils. And we have to use it now. We have to take it. And this is why I've been emphasizing so much with the Hillary Clinton thing going all the way up to now. Um, the power of prayer. Fasting educating others, being proactive in whatever way God's leading you to be. So I did want to get that said. Well, I think it's well said. God helps those who help themselves. And unfortunately, the committed few are probably listening to this show and other shows like this. And the vast majority thinks that, as I said, they can just change the flag in front of their house and danger will pass them by. You know, this ain't the Passover. No. This is uh, literally and figuratively. This is not the Passover. You know, I have been maligned so badly for writing about Russian soldiers in our country. I published pictures of Russians and American soldiers at Fort Carson in 2012. They're still on my website. Right. I have a video it's still on my website. <sighs> Sherry, questioning oh, all that great blog photographed and videotaped Russian soldiers in uniform in DHS vehicles crossing from Tennessee into Kentucky. Minnesota is full of Russians. You know where the most of the Russians are? They're in the churches. They're hiding in the churches, Ebal. I know of three churches right off the bat in Minneapolis here that the pastors are Russian, and I know who they are. But because we're not using our discernment, we're not using our authority in Christ, we are not recognizing what God is showing us. And because of political correctness, we're afraid to show what we know. We're going to see a mobilization in this country. Our kids are going to be drafted. Their lives are going to be wasted like cannon fodder. And we are going to see 
extreme martial law put into place that could result in civil war. We're going to see attempts at gun confiscation. We're going to see some foreign troops at the forefront. And I'll mention this again, the Kigali principles, Kigali, Kigali, Kigali. Obama signed the Kigali principles in 2016 and told the UN, yes, we'll be one of 29 nations that you can enter if you perceive civil unrest with your blue helmets and take over. Right. It's their laws at that point, not ours. Now, I wrote about this in the lead up to the Syrian attack, and people said, well, why can't Trump just cancel it? Because the UN has now assumed the authority. Obama gave it to them. They don't need to ask permission again. This is what's coming. This is these troops that are hiding in this country, that are here in this country, they will be donning blue helmets. That's why all the white vehicles are here. You heard Paul talk about it. You've seen my pictures of it on the website. Folks, what I've been writing about and taking heat for for the last five years is now coming into fruition. It's in full view. And I say these things unapologetically to hell with the world's judgment. I mean, I had, when I came out with this in 2000 and, oh, gosh, Kathy, 2009, I was interviewed by The Voice of Russia, and I said, I know what you guys are up to. And, and I said, go to this site and do this. And I had a rookie reporter interview me, and they're sorry they did, because I did a nine-minute Alex Jones version where I didn't shut up for nine minutes, and they called me an extremist on their site. But I had all the proof, and I got into a war of words with them. Why? Because they knew what I was saying was true. They know it. They know it. Well, anyway, we are just about out of time. Kathy, I wish you speedy healing. I'm so grateful to you. Okay, so that's basically what I wanted to cover. And um, <clears throat> hopefully you, you, you're seeing the gravity of the situation that we're dealing with here. Uh, obviously, a lot can change. It's a very fluid type of environment that we're in right now. Uh, but a lot to be in prayer about, a lot to be in potential preparation about. Uh, I'll just go ahead and close this out in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we, we thank you for this uh, day, this time that you've given us, Lord, to look at these matters, God. I know this is one of the most serious, most horrific studies I've ever done, Lord. I just really pray, God, that regarding these matters that we have covered today, for your divine intervention that legions and legions and legions of angels would be loosed regarding these matters. In regard to a righteous conclusion that your name would be glorified, Lord. That many would get saved as a result of what you're going to do regarding all of this. We do pray for President Trump, Lord God, his family, this whole situation. Lord, ultimately, I pray your will be done. But I pray to God, if it be your will, Lord, you would deliver him from this and that he would make righteous decisions and that he would continue to make righteous decisions once he's been put in that position. I don't know if that's your will, Lord, but I pray if it is your will, that would be the case. That he's not in a position where he's constantly being blackmailed, Lord, and has to worry about all of these kangaroo courts um, impeaching him. I just pray to God for your divine intervention regarding that matter. I pray for the righteous people around Trump, Lord. We do. That you bless them, Lord God. That you remove the wicked elements of the deep state, God. In the Senate, in the Congress, the governors. All the, the wicked people that are around Trump. I pray to God you purge them from his life. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that he gets good counsel, Lord, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Not this insane counsel he's been getting on attacking Syria, Lord. I do pray, God, you use him as, as in that regard. And I pray that he would continue what he is doing, in particular, Lord God, with going after the pedophiles. I think this is a big thing, Lord, that, that has them um, scrambling I pray to God in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, that, that this truth comes out with the, with the Hillary Clinton, Uba Abedin, horrific 
beyond horrific sex tape and all the other tapes got that are on that laptop anthony weiner's laptop and whatever is going to come with this back page president and anybody else that might work there maybe turning state's evidence maybe you know cutting a deal that this whole pedophilic network god would be exposed that they would go down that they would be annihilated that all men would see in fear and declare the work of god that they would wisely consider of your doing and that you would protect the children god protect anybody that they're planning to abduct god anybody that they have abducted any place that they may be being held and whether they're adults animals children infants teenagers i pray to god and plead the blood of jesus christ over them i pray your angels encamp around about them lord and that you intervene in every single situation free them god and annihilate these this pedophilic scum that controls this earth god those that can be saved pray i pray god though they would be saved but uh, i don't see lord a lot of times where pedophiles get saved i just you know think there's lines that you cross and uh there's no going back but i pray god that if it be your will it start with this hillary clinton tape this needs to be just known all over the world where it cannot be contained and i pray you give wh whoever is righteously trying to do that i pray for favor for them and protection and that you would blind the eyes of the enemy to the righteous's actions regarding all of these matters regarding their whereabouts regarding their family i just pray you blind the enemy lord to hide us from the secret counsel of the wicked and from the insurrection of the workers of iniquity as it says in psalm 64 to literally make us the righteous invisible to the enemy and that you hedge their way the wicked hedge their way up with thorns god let their way be dark and slippery as the bible says let them be blind and if the blind lead at the blind they'll both fall into a ditch i pray you forgive us for any and all sins that we've committed as we forgive those who have sinned against us and that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart will be acceptable in thy sight O lord our strength and our redeemer and that you cleanse us from presumptuous sins and secret faults that they would not have dominion over us we ask all these things in the name of the lord jesus christ we pray amen